Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hello there, and welcome to episode 72 of The Social Circus. I am your host, Sarah Thompson, and we are entering week four of our Meta Ads a month. And um, I may go um, just to today as the last episode. I know I'll see how I go. I think I've got quite a few questions and I'm going to see how I go in terms of getting through them today. But I'm going to probably do another episode next week with more of your questions answered. So with that in mind, if you don't follow me on Instagram, please head over to Instagram and um, look me up. I'm online social butterfly and feel free to send me a DM with your meta ads questions. The questions that I'm answering today are ones that people have popped onto Instagram, which was really helpful. And I would love to give you the opportunity to have your meta ads questions answered. So if you're not following me on Insta, head on over, follow me, um, send me a DM with the question that you have, and you may be lucky enough to appear on next week's episode. So with that in mind, I'm going to dive in and get started. So these questions span um, a wide range of topics and I guess they're really in response to what you wanted to know. So I'm hopeful that a lot of you had the same questions. I did have a couple of you ask me the same questions. Um, I'm not going to read out who asked me the questions, but if this was you, I guess you'll be excited to hear your question being responded to. And thank you for all of you that took the time because um, obviously without your questions, I couldn't actually run a podcast episode to respond to them. So yeah, if you're you're keen to get a question answered, I will do another episode next week on MetaAds Q&A. And I will happily take more of your questions. So head over to Insta and DM me and let's see how I can help get your questions answered. Now, I've had some really good questions today, which are some of my um, favorite things to talk about because they're things that come up for a lot of people. So I've tried to um, bundle the questions in together so they have um, a more of a broader answer than just maybe the question that you asked. So um, I did kind of have several people respond with a similar style question. So with that being said, I'm going to get started and dive in. So the first question is, um, can I target a specific geographic area like a whole state or a whole town or a whole city? And the answer to that is absolutely yes, you can. Um, So um, in our ads manager, we have the choice when we are creating our audience to target people who have been living in a specific location, who have recently visited a specific location or previously lived in a specific location. And those locations can be as small or as broad as you would like them to be. So the largest um, area that we can um, to capture in an audience is a country, for example, the whole of Australia. Um, The next size down that we come to, we can break down by states within a country, with cities within a country, within a geographic area, by postcode, all the way down to a suburb. Now, that makes it really, really easy to target people if you're looking for people to attend a specific event. So if you have local events, the best way to create successful ads is to target people that are close to the location of that event. So with that in mind, um, one of the great tools that you can use in Ads Manager is you can target people that are, say, 10 miles outside of a particular suburb. Now, this is where your marketing um, kind of intel will come into effect because When you run things like face-to-face workshops or when you have people coming to attend you in a specific location, if you've done some research, you should know how far people are willing to travel 
to see you or meet with you or come to your events. And with that in mind, um, when it comes to marketing, what we always say is we want to go with the rule, not the exception. So for example, um, I live in Perth, Western Australia. And when I run things here like um, workshops, most people won't travel a long way for those workshops. Depending on where it is, they might travel, say, um, 10 or 20 miles. So because it's um, North American, we are in old school um, imperial rather than metric kilometers, which is slightly frustrating. Um, So people may travel a little distance, but in a workshop, I might have someone say, oh, I've traveled up from Bunbury to see you today. So they are the exception. So don't get kind of complacent and think, oh, well, people do travel like two or three hours to see me if that is the exception rather than the rule. So we're not looking for the minority, we're looking for the majority. So with that in mind, if most of your audience only traveled, say, within like five or 10 miles, then keep that really nice and tight and focus in on those really tight geographic areas. Um, If you don't get the results, you can then expand it out a little bit, but keep in mind, those are your easiest pickings. And in marketing, we're always going for the easiest result rather than trying to make it hard to get convince someone who might not know us to travel two or three hours to see us. Okay, so the next question that I've had is, what is a good um, CPA or CPC? So I'm going to answer <coughs> those um, what those terms actually mean. So a CPC in Ads Manager is cost per click and a CPA is a cost per acquisition. So both of these can be tracked in Ads Manager and depending on how you set up your campaign, um, you may not be able to track both of them if you didn't do a conversion campaign. So you may need to track them in a spreadsheet, for example. So what people want to know is what is it costing you? Um, If it's a cost per acquisition, this normally means you're acquiring someone as a lead. So maybe you've got their contact information, maybe you've got their email address and This is my favorite type of ad because it's top of the funnel and it's much much more cost effective. So when we are doing top of the funnel um, cost per acquisition, it really depends on where you're pushing them through as to what you're prepared to pay. So if I get you onto my email list and I sell to you really quickly, and I know, for example, and this is not true, um, my average customer value is say $5,000, then I might be willing to pay for an acquisition $20 or $30 and In the past in my business, I've actually paid up to $50 for an acquisition because they were going into a very specific part of my business. Now, that would not be the case all the time. So this is where the answer for that cost per acquisition is really it depends. Because if someone's coming in to just join your email list, you wouldn't want to be paying $50 for that lead because it's really expensive. Whereas if you're moving them straight into a funnel or straight into a conversion, then you need to know what profit you're going to make off someone, what is your average customer value, all of those kind of things will dictate that. So there is no absolute on that. The answer is it really depends on what your value you're going to get from them and how quickly you're going to get from that value. A cost per click can be a little bit easier because that is how much someone is willing to pay to click on your ad and get go through to your sales page, your landing page, your lead form, whatever that is. So the cost per click is a little bit easier. And as a kind of general rule of thumb, we would say that a good CPC would be between one and $5. Now, again, this will vary, particularly in the early parts of your campaign, when you're still setting things up and you're still testing, you may pay a little bit more for this, but that's where you should be aiming to get to. And you should be um, tweaking and testing your ad to move your CPC 
down so that it gets lower. If you have a CPC under a dollar, you have done super well. And I do have a couple of clients running those at the moment. And it makes me really excited, um, particularly if their cost per acquisition is also quite low. So if it's performing really well. So keep in mind um, that kind of you will always have to do some testing and it might not come out of the gates working that well, but that's where you should be heading in terms of what is your goal in terms of your CPC you should be around that one to five dollar mark. The next question is, what is a good size for an audience in a meta ad? And um, I have opinions on this and I thought I actually will Google it and see what the current school of thought is on this because Again, um, if you have an audience that's too small, um, Meta won't rent, let you run an ad with an audience that's too tiny. So keep that in mind. It will tell you you can't run an ad if your audience size is too small. Um, from a marketing perspective, you would really want a decent size audience. I would say the minimum size I would want to run an ad for is about 250,000. Um, other people might say 500,000 and other people might say a million, but it's fair to say that if it was smaller than that, you're going to struggle to have it put in front of enough people, get enough reach and impressions, and therefore get enough conversions as well. So keep all of that information in mind. Now, in terms of a maximum, I would say two to three million is probably as big as your audience would want to be. Otherwise, it's going to get too broad. And the other thing is, if it gets too big, you probably should consider splitting those audiences so you can test them. So for example, if I set up an audience that might be a lookalike audience from my website traffic, and then I set it to say, I'll hit Australia. So I, I go a lot of Western speaking countries, like English speaking countries. So I might go Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, Hong Kong, um, USA, Canada, England, Ireland, and then maybe South Africa and Zimbabwe. Now, if I do lookalike audiences for all of those countries, it's going to be in the millions. Now, the problem with that in it is that um, all of those countries have slight variations in the way in which we message them, the way in which we speak to them. So if your audience is going to include all of those, my recommendation would be to break it down into different ad sets and test those different countries. Because I know from experience in my ads, some of those countries perform way better for the specific types of ads that I run. And I thank you to all those in North America, so USA and Canada. Um, my ads always perform so much better with you guys than they do in Australia, which always makes me giggle because I'm very obviously Australian, I have a very Australian accent. And yet for some reason, my ads seem to perform better there. May have something to do with the fact you guys have a massive population compared to Australia. So with your audience size, you want to start at around that 250,000, getting to a couple of million. If you do want to target larger audiences, then I would suggest you split them up and have different ad sets for those different geographic regions. So you can then test, like if I'd lumped all of my ads like Australia and um, USA and Canada into one group, I would have not known which region was giving me those better performing results. Whereas because I split them into different ad sets, it was really clear what country was giving me the better results. And therefore I could turn off my Australian ads and keep my North American ads running. So keep that in mind that if you don't do that testing and splitting, you can't see which part of your audience is working and why. All right, so how long before you make amends to your ad? And I know that I talk a lot about testing of ads and this is something I really genuinely struggle with myself. Ideally, you're looking for, um, we're calling them um, actions or in Ads Manager, it's called a result. So with a campaign, you will have suggested that they create different results. So your result might be um, filling out a lead form. It might be sending you a message. It might be going to your landing page or your sales page, for example. 
So whatever that result is, you would like to get what well, we would like you to get ideally at least 100 results through before you start playing with your ad. So with that in mind, um, the ad will do some testing and, and it goes through what we call a learning phase. Now, it doesn't exactly work around that 100, but it also knows that it has to have um, what we would call statistically reliable data. And so if your ad, and I've done this myself, <laughs> um, I've run ads to um, get people to book me as a coaching client. And when the ad was first running, I was paying like 60 or $70 for someone to fill out a lead form. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to cost a fortune. I need to turn this ad off or I need to edit it. And by the time I got to 100 lead forms, it was down to about $20. Um, I just had to be patient and give it time to run. And that's one of the hardest things in your ad is letting it run its course, seeing how it performs. Because in the early days, remember the algorithm is putting your ad in front of people and it's doing its own learning and it says learning in there. So do let it do its learning and do be patient and allow yourself to get to those 100 results before you start faffing around with your ad. And with that in mind, try not to change too much. Try not to go crazy with that. So um, let yourself get to those 100 results before you start tweaking any component of your ad. Now, that question beautifully leads me into what parts of my ad should I be changing and in what order? <laughs> and that's a, such a good question because there are always different variables within our ads manager of parts of our ad that we can change and test. Now, what I really want you to focus in on is only testing one variable as you make changes. Now, when I set up ads, um, I always test six images. That is my preference to do because testing images is the easiest thing to do. And it's also um, one of the things that I have my very own strong biases against because I will always choose an image and go, I love that one. It's my favorite. I bet it works. And I always get it wrong. <laughs> so it reminds me that at the other side of my ad is a human being and they will respond in their own way to my ad. So it's always worth testing images first because they are the easiest thing to test. All right. And once you get a winner, then you can kind of go, right, well, that's the winning image. I'm going to test another variable. And I like to test. So I will test the image first. I will then test audiences and then placements. And interestingly, the last thing I test is my call to action button, the headline. And then the very, very last thing I always edit is ad copy. Um, and it's really interesting because I think that's often one of the things that we labor over the most. Now, that is my methodology and strategy. I'm not saying that other people don't test it in other ways. And I've worked with ad agencies who do meta ads and they will test all of those components so they often have two or three hundred ads running at any given time testing, um, which is a really fast and effective way to do it. I would say whilst that's wonderful, that would be quite hard for you to do yourself. And even as someone who's I'm very capable when it comes to meta ads, I still struggle to do enough testing. And so my testing tends to be longer because I don't have the mental space to kind of sit and looking at my ads, setting up two or three hundred ads and testing every single variable. I tend to test one, then get the, then move through. Um, if you're under time pressure, for example, you're trying to fill a workshop, um, that kind of testing can be really hard. So you want to keep that in mind. The next question that I, and this is one that I have to say was probably the most asked question of my um, stories on Insta was, what is a good daily budget? And 
this is such a how long how long is a piece of string kind of answer because it, the answer is always it depends. Um, but what I would say to you is you shouldn't be running ads if your daily budget is like a dollar a day because you're just not going to get any results and you're not going to get any traction. It's going to take so long for your ad to move through learning. It's going to take so long for you to um, get to those hundred results and then it's all just a very protracted process. So I would say to you that you really want to consider having a much higher daily budget. So um, the minimum daily budget you can have is $1 per day per platform. And currently you can put your ad on four platforms. So Facebook, Insta, Messenger, Audience Network. So if you were running it across all four platforms, your minimum daily budget would be $4. Now I would never run a campaign with that low, mainly because I have no patience and I couldn't be bothered waiting for the results. So I always start an ad campaign and I will always put $100 a day on it for the first two or three days. And that's because I want to move through that testing phase. I want to get to those 100 results really, really quickly because then I can start tweaking and testing and measuring. And I now have ads running all the time in the background and the daily budget is probably $25. But to start with, they had a high budget because I wanted to get through the testing. And then there is a little component of your ads. And I definitely have a couple of ads that are very much on autopilot. Um, I do watch, I mean, $25 a day is still a good amount of money. I do watch to make sure I'm getting my um, CPA, my cost per acquisition that I want, because audiences can get fatigued. So just because my ad has been working doesn't mean it will continue to work. So They're on autopilot in as much as anything is on autopilot um, online. So um, I probably check in on those once a week, just check what what is my conversion, what am I paying for my CPC, CPA and see how it is going from there. So I do I do like having that. And this is why it definitely takes energy when you're first setting up ads to kind of put that testing out there to be patient in as much as you can be. And then to kind of know what to test and what to tweak. And that's really, really important. So um, those are the main questions that I had for today. Um, As I said, next week, I would love to answer some more of your questions because I think that there is some really big misconceptions that go on with meta ads. And a lot of us often believe that um, this is the the biggest misconception. And I I hope I've answered this in another podcast We often think ads don't work and that our ad isn't working. And what we don't do is we don't do testing. We don't look at the landing page where we're sending people and see if that is the problem. And we always blame our ads. And the worst thing you can ever do with an ad is turn it off if you think it's not working because you waste all of that really useful data that you've collected. You must go into your ads with the mindset that this is a testing process and it's likely to take a couple of weeks for you to get to an ad that is going to start performing. So if you can have that mindset where I'm like a scientist in a lab, I'm going to test different variables and I'm going to get to a winner, then you have the right mindset to be running meta ads. If that is not who you are, then I would suggest that you consider outsourcing your ads because um, running your own ads takes tenacity and it takes a willingness to do like that trial and error. And one of the interesting things about that is I think that we imagine that if you use an agency, they'll just get it right. And the truth of it is, because I see agencies at work, they run hundreds of ads and they test and test and test. And 
Um, I've just come back from a retreat. So I'm recording this quite at the last minute because I wanted to get all your questions. Normally I'm recording in advance, but I've just come back from a retreat with a whole bunch of business ladies. And I want to give a shout out to my friend, Jenny Cole. If you want to check her out on Insta, her business is Positively Beaming. And she did a talk on confidence and putting yourself out there. And one of the things I'm often surprised at is why people think I have a successful business when on the inside, I feel like a bit of a fraud. And Jenny used a quote, which I've actually never heard before, but really resonated with me. And she said, um, successful people fail fast and fail often. And I was like, oh, that's me. (laughs) And so I had this moment of actually realizing I am successful, but I do fail fast and I fail often. And I added to that with tenacity because um, this is why I think, oh, do people think I'm inspirational? Because I think I fail at a lot of things. But what I do do is I keep trying. I pick myself up and go, oh, well, that wasn't, that didn't work how I thought it was going to work. I'll keep testing and I'll keep trying. And if you can have that, like write it down, fail fast, fail often, that is the perfect mindset for running meta ads because if you don't try and you think something isn't working and you turn it off, that, that, is, a, that is a terminal failure. You can't recover from that. Whereas if you fail fast and often and you go, wow, that didn't work, bummer, I'm going to try again, um, you will have success. And this is why I guess my ads are successful is because I do try I do test and I do make sure that they work eventually. Sometimes I get the grumps with it because I don't have the bandwidth to keep my testing. So when I'm approaching doing testing on ads, I'll make sure I have space in my diary to allow that testing and revision time because I don't want to just throw my money at ads and just like, you know, hope for the best. So I hope that today's episode has been really helpful. As I said, I'm going to do another Q&A next week. Um, so if you have some questions, send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at online social butterfly um, to say, hey, Sarah, listen to your podcast. I've got a question. I would love to answer some more of your questions about meta ads because I truly believe they are such a fantastic way to grow your business. And you do not want to be missing out on this opportunity. Don't think that ads are done. Don't think that ads don't work anymore, that you have missed the boat. That is absolutely not the case. I run ads every single day in my business that grow my business, bring in sales, add new emails to my customer list. So um, I hope that you're inspired and excited about it. I will just do a little plug as well. Um, I will pop the link in the show notes, but I'm currently got a bundle on my um, Meta Ads courses, which have been newly updated. And you can buy three of my courses for the price of one. So I've got three courses. One's called Meta Ads Made Simple. One's called Ads Accelerator and one's called List Builders Lounge. And all of those three courses are going to give you the absolute confidence to start using ads in your business, start using more advanced features and learn how to grow your email list successfully using ads. So those are normally 990 each. And at the moment you can buy all three for 990. So the ultimate ads bundle will have a link to you in the show notes. If you do go jump over to Instagram, it is on the link in my bio there or send me a DM and say, Sarah, what was that deal? Um, It is only available for a short time. So if you're keen, go and check it out. I've loved answering your questions and I look forward to catching you the same time next week on The Social Circus. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.